Welcome to Hashtag Managed, the podcast that takes you behind the scenes of building a booked out social media business. Tune in every week for transparent conversations from a six-figure social media agency owner, sharing the highlights and lowlights of being a business owner, and episodes featuring industry experts to help you start, scale, and book out your own social media management business. Now, here's your host, Jessica Sheehy. Welcome back to another episode of Hashtag Managed. If you have been listening to the past five episodes, then you know that we are doing a special re-air of our exclusive content from our Social Boss Sprint, a free five-day challenge that we ran a few weeks ago for social media managers and those aspiring to become one. If you want to learn how to build a magnetic brand, build your packages, build your portfolio, how to manage client accounts, then this re-air of the challenge is for you. You can go binge those episodes now and you can get links to all of that content in the show notes of this episode. But today we are re-airing day five of the challenge, attracting dream clients. We'll cover how the one thing everyone says you need is already inside of you that's your niche. (laughs) The riches are in the niches. Your business foundation is now solid from listening to all five days of this challenge re-air and it's time to start attracting those dream clients within your niche. Now here is day five of the Social Boss Sprint. Hello, everyone. Welcome to our fifth and final day of the Social Boss Sprint. I'm so excited for this final day because we're really tying in all of the pieces that we've been building upon each day in this challenge, and we're putting it together for this final day. So if you're here live, I would love it if you could come on camera if you'd want to. Um, If you don't or you're not able to, that is okay as well. But we are going to cover the secret to attracting dream clients. And it's really not a secret. We'll dive into that in just a little bit as well. But this training will also be available on replay as well in our all access page. I will drop that link in the chat when we are at the very end of this presentation for today. We can do a Q&A, of course. And The replays for all five days of the challenge will be live through Sunday at 11.59 p.m. Eastern Standard Time Zone. So if you want to go back and watch any of them, feel free to do that through Sunday. If you have any issues at all, please hesitate. Don't hesitate to reach out to us and let us know and we'll be able to support you the best we can because we know sometimes tech is not on our side. So I've got my social savvy sweatshirt on today. I'm so excited for the final day to really wrap things up and to bring everything together that we've been talking about over the past five days. So yesterday we covered how to set up the four necessary processes in your business. And if you missed that, or I know there was a lot of information that we covered for each of the individual processes, go back, watch that replay and really determine what your processes are. That was yesterday's workbook activity anyway. So when you implement these systems, you become a social media manager who is seen as an authority, is trusted and referred for when it comes to the work that you're doing. And that is how we build a business. That's how we are consistently getting in clients and we're not needing to worry how am I going to go find clients? Do I need to go knock on doors? Do I need to go send cold emails to businesses and brands that I want to work with to hire me? When we create a process 
And when we implement a lot of the things that we are learning today, when we are thinking about our dream clients, our ideal clients, who we want to work with, that is where we can really piece everything together and build a business that is sustainable. It's bringing in revenue. It's making money. And it is doing everything that we need it to do for for our lifestyle. So your business foundation is now solid from attending the previous four days of this challenge. And if you didn't attend any of the days or if you didn't watch any of them live um, or you haven't watched any of the replays yet, you still have time to do that. Like I said, those replays will be available through Sunday. If you're having any issues at all with that or with the workbook or anything at all, please don't hesitate to let us know. Because I know sometimes tech is not always on our side, even though it's what we use mainly in our businesses. So now that we have everything built, we have the foundation of our brand, we have our magnetic brand, we have our signature service, it's the packages, it's the services, the add-ons that we offer. Once we have all of those determined, now it's time to figure out how are we going to work with dream clients? How are we going to find clients that fit and who we want to work with? So You've guessed it, and I know I've hinted at it every single day. I think I've dropped the hint, but it all comes down to your niche. And the way that I love to share how to pick a niche that works for you, and just in general, talking about a niche, there's no, there's truly, truly, truly no right or wrong way to choose a niche. And the only reason that we choose it is so when we are marketing our own business, our services, what we can do for people, we can actually market it to people. We're not just marketing to anyone and everyone who has a business or who has a business Facebook page or a business Instagram account. We're getting really specific about who we want to work with. And that's not to say that just because we're super specific on them, that we have to turn away any clients. It just really helps us nail down how we can start attracting new clients to work with. So we're going to cover a lot of different things in terms of like pulling out our niche from ourselves, what we need to, what questions we need to answer. And then of course, I have a really, really powerful few slides that are just how can we use that niche to market on our Instagram? How do we create our own content? How do we write our own website copy or our own email copy to have these clients even want to work with us in the first place? So we'll determine how we can do that as we as we dive through all of these slides. If any questions pop up during this live, please feel free to drop it in the chat. If it's anything at all about niching, about anything, um, just feel free to drop it in and I'll take breaks here and there to answer them. And then of course, we'll do a Q&A at the very end for any questions outstanding from any other day of the challenge. And more importantly, in terms of niching, finding clients and getting paid for a work, because that is the bridge from being a hobby as a social media manager and a business. So we'll really tie everything together. So on our final day, fifth and final day, we are covering the one thing that everyone says you need. I know you probably hear it all the time is niche, niche, niche. And it's like, I'm tired of hearing that word. I know some people pronounce it niche. It's said so many different ways, but it really is an important thing in your business to help you get started, to help you find clients and to help you find your next client. Because when we get clients and it's it's like the saying like like attracts like when we start working with clients in that industry we'll start getting better we'll become more accustomed we'll tailor our marketing and our messaging to attract more clients in that way 
And I know it's super corny, but the riches really are in the niches. So I had to include that in the slide as well. So when it comes to figuring out who our niche is, it's, of course, really important to know their basic demographics, but we want to go beyond that. We don't want to just define our niche or the industry that we're serving as a social media manager through basic demographics. We want to know real questions about who they are, about how they consume content, about what it is that they do in their business, about who they serve. Because when we really understand who these clients are, and we understand the factor that drives why they're going to outsource social media in the first place. What's the factor that they define success in their own business? Um, what other marketing channels are they doing? When we know all of these different things. It's how we get really, really clear. It's how we bridge the gap from, say, for example, your niche is um, small, independent beauty brands. Okay, that's pretty niche down, right? It's pretty niche down into the size of the business. We're going small. So they have really, really small revenue, super small. I'm thinking they're just one person. They're one solopreneur. They're one business owner. Either they founded the company, they created the product, they formulated it, whatever that looks like. It's, it's them. They run every single hat. They're the marketing department. They're the founder. They're the brand concept. Their customer service, they're fulfilling sales, they're doing everything in the business. So that's who they are. But I want to know a little bit beyond that. I want to know all of the different things that that they're that they're dealing with. Okay. So so beyond what they do for work and where they live, but where do they spend their time online? Because a lot of times when we are marketing to our ideal client, we have to really think about. Where do they even hang out? If we're spending so much time on our own marketing efforts and our own marketing plan, and they're not even on that platform or they're not even seeing our content, then maybe we need to switch gears and market somewhere else. Um, I was actually on a discovery call earlier this week with a potential client for our agency, and she was expressing to me that her ideal client is in the luxury um, or her service is in the luxury service. So it's a AKA that's a really fancy way for saying it's a really high ticket price that she sells her service. The type of clients that she works with are entrepreneurs who make seven to eight figures, seven to eight figures. That's huge. That is huge. Those people are making huge amount of revenue in their business. I already know they have big teams and I can probably start making more assumptions from there that I can probably make a really great guess that they're probably not spending tons of time scrolling Instagram, watching reels. That's not to say that they don't consume that content in general, but when they're thinking about hiring someone or different things like that, I'm immediately going to switch gears and I'm going to think LinkedIn. If you're making that seven to eight figure mark in revenue, they're making a lot of money. They're working with a certain clientele or customer base themselves. They have a team. So they're a leader. LinkedIn, that's going to be the platform that I'm going to think. So just kind of thinking about who these people are, what their businesses are, where they live, their family life, how much money and revenue they're bringing in. Do they have a team? Do they don't? Do they not have a team? Um, all of those will really help determine the niche beyond the specifics of and the demographics of who they are and what they do. And of course, a question to always, always, always think of, because it's always something that we want to just answer in our marketing and messaging anyway, is what are they currently struggling with? Every single client that you talk to on a discovery call is probably going to have different things that they're struggling with. 
Um, and it's not to say that it's a full struggle, but it's to say that they have different pain points. Some people have no time in their life, regardless of how great they are at time management, and they have productivity tools and project management and all of the above, but sometimes they're just not great at knowing what that is. So there's that. Maybe they can't convert anyone on social media. They've never made a sale. They've never gotten a client. They've never even gotten a lead. They've never even gotten a message or comment from anyone who says they're interested in that. So everyone's going to have a different thing that they struggle with, but knowing what that is, is one, how we can determine who our niche is beyond those basics, but also when we're talking about our marketing and our messaging, and we'll dive into that and just how we can actually implement that in our own marketing in a minute. But it's just something to consider to really, really know, because when you know this, you can include it in your marketing, but you can also showcase it and share it on your discovery calls. So one thing that we, it's probably the topic or one question or one spot in a hot seat coaching call every week in the mentorship is how do I get better at discovery calls? How do I land more clients on the discovery calls? Or I'm I'm so intimidated by doing discovery calls or I, I, and I get it too. Like, I don't even want to do discovery calls. It's really nerve wracking to talk to someone that you don't even know and you're selling yourself and you're having to be confident and we know what we do and we know like the core of why someone needs social media, but we don't know how to bridge that connection. It truly, truly is coming from a place of service and knowing what they need listening to what they're dealing with, what they're struggling, what they desire, and figuring out if your service, what you offer and what you can do can help them. That is really the key for landing every discovery call. And if that's not working out, it's probably not your ideal client. And you'll probably learn that from another thing that they say, whether they're not in budget, the scope's not what is for them or anything like that. So I know we covered this when we went over day three about portfolio building, about an I help statement. You've probably seen this in every piece of content that you've probably consumed online already when it comes to starting your business and serving different clients. Um, but it's all about creating a statement that showcases who you are, what you do, and who you do it for. And I don't have it on here, but why you do it. Why you do it can either be on your side of things, like what drives you, what's your mission in your business, um, or like why the client needs it, why it's important for them. So just again, I know we shared this on day three for the portfolio building and all of that, but having an I help statement so you know it's a great elevator pitch when you're doing a sales call with a client so you know. And if you've ever been asked by someone who is either going to hire you or is considering a social media manager, and it's like, well, I'm a social media manager. What is there to know? And again, on the other side of that, we do the role of like 20 other people on a marketing team. So it's also how do we encompass what we do in a statement? So we're not going to be able to fit everything into this statement, but if we can answer who you help, how you help them, and what they get out of it, what desire is met for them, or what pain point is just kind of taken care of and off their plate. That is a really, really powerful I help statement that you can pr proudly display in your Instagram bio. It can be the main banner on your website. Um, it can be like the first or second page on your portfolio. Plaster it everywhere because it's what's going to help speak directly to those clients. So now that we've really thought about, you know, who our dream clients are and one thing to add before diving into the messaging and using this to really attract those clients is 
there's no, like I said at the start, there's no right or wrong way to niche down or pick a dream client or pick an ideal client. And when you do, it is never, ever, ever set in stone. Um, I can't share with you guys the amount of times I have changed so many things in my business. I don't know if you can relate to changing your branding, <laughs> changing maybe the name of your business, changing the services that you offer, changing even how you market your business. I think it was in I want to say it was in 2019 where I just really felt and I really took our phrase signature service to the extreme. And I'm like, you know what? Instagram, Instagram all the way. Instagram is the only service we're going to do. We're not really going to do any other like add-ons or upgrades for clients, for email, for added content creation for added platforms. And also, by the way, we're only going to market social savvy on Instagram. And at the time, it felt like a great decision. Things in business felt very overwhelming. It felt like the growth that I had was just, it was too much. It was suffocating. I couldn't figure out how to like adapt and move forward with the growth. I just felt like it was constantly like rocks were like falling down on me after like a hike and I just couldn't get up. So the best way out of that was to fix all of the processes and all four processes that we talked about in yesterday's training. But also getting super niche down really was limiting. It was limiting and led to burnout and how we marketed social savvy every day, constant content put out on Instagram. And as you guys all know, just creating your own content, sometimes it's hard. It's like, how do I know what people want to see and hear from me as a social media manager? Um, and, you know, one thing that we'll, we'll kind of dive in with this messaging and the question about that is when I'm creating content for myself as a social media manager, how do I create it for my dream clients and not for other social media managers? So one thing to just keep in mind is that when we are putting out content and especially in the industry that we're in and just the entrepreneurial space in general, when we're putting out content about things that just get you forward. It moves the needle in business. So you make more money, you grow your business, you're doing X, Y, Z. People are going to relate to that content who are similar. Think about it. If you work with clients who are in the coaching space, those people, those your clients' content is going to attract other coaches. Like attracts like. It's, it's the same thing that's going to help the content that we put out there to attract dream clients, but it's also going to be content that attracts other people um, or other people who want to be social media managers. The one thing to just consider with that is that it all comes down to the messaging. And I have just a really simple breakdown of how I like to know the messaging that my dream clients, my ideal clients use. And it's my favorite content creation hack. And it's just my favorite thing to constantly do in business to have new content ideas for myself, but also know how I can speak to those clients. Um, so kind of going back to my story, 2019, really being focused on Instagram, Instagram marketing, Instagram management. It was so much Instagram. I was very burned out by 2020. And by, honestly, by the time the pandemic hit and everyone was, was on Instagram because there was nothing really else to do. I was so burnt out. I didn't even want to look at the platform or open it up. But by expanding even further, and that was truly the time where everyone was really figuring out like, okay, the world is shutting down as we know it. Things are so unknown. They were so uncertain. A lot of the clients that we were working with at the time were brick and mortars. They had storefronts. They 
couldn't open their storefronts. They couldn't welcome people in. A lot of our clients were salon owners. They couldn't welcome people in. So it was a really interesting time, but it really helped me figure out like, what are they dealing with right now and how can we fix it? So in 2020, Social Savvy did be expand beyond social media marketing. We did go into like website development just for clients because Again, we were working with clients who have um, boutiques. They didn't even have an online POS system, an online shop for anyone to buy. So it was the perfect time for them to transition because who knows when they were going to be able to open up their stores again and customers were going to be able to shop. So it was a lot of pivoting. But from that point, it really opened my eyes to where we can always constantly learn what our clients are dealing with and going through. And it doesn't mean we need to always change the game, always change what we're offering, but it can really help us with marketing, messaging, um, and just expanding our client base. So the first thing, again, I'm going to really drill in this fact because it's so, so helpful to just understand what they are. And it's really different from client industry, from client industry. Um, But you want to start off by identifying those pain points. Um, And it's not to to mean that it's like a big pain or a big problem or anything like that. It can be super, super small because sometimes the small things really make a big difference in business and in marketing. So, you know, what do they struggle with? What do they deal with? And what do they need help with? So think about it in terms of the signature services and packages that we outlined a few days ago in the challenge in terms of how you want to help, how you want to serve people. So I love to think about it from the point of view of someone who, say you want to focus purely on content creation. You want to be a content creator that can embody everything from user-generated content, so taking photos, taking videos of the product or whatever it is your clients are selling. It can include short-form video editing, video creation, um, graphic design, whatever content you want to create, that's what your signature service is going to be. So thinking about your ideal clients, your dream clients, and what they struggle with when it comes to content creation, it could be a few things, a few easy answers that I can think of off the top of my head is that they don't have the graphic design skills. Yeah, anyone can create a Canva account, but what are they going to use with the Canva account? Are they just going to go use all of the templates that Canva has for free? They can, absolutely. Are they on brand? Maybe not. Um, do they really make sense for what the client's doing in their business? Absolutely not. Could they learn tutorials on how to do that? Yeah, but that's time. They don't have the time to learn Canva, so they don't have the time to create content. Maybe they've been the sole content creator for their business, regardless if they sell a product, a service, or whatever their business is. But maybe they've been the sole content creator and their accounts have not grown. They have not seen any significant increase in followers. Maybe engagement is just flatlined or it just has kind of gone downhill a little bit and they don't really know what to do, but they think that it's probably closely correlated to the content that they're producing. No one's engaging with it. No one likes it. um, No one comments. No one does anything like that. So it's just never being seen on the algorithm and they can never grow. So that could be another pain point that they have. So one thing that is super, super important is to do something as simple as conduct market research. It is the most simplest thing and it can be done in a number of different ways. You can do if you feel like you have some of the 
people in your audience on Instagram or on TikTok or on Facebook or LinkedIn who fit in the type of clients that you want to work with, you can put up posts, you can do polls, you can do different things like that. You can also always ask and you can always reach out. There's a really big misconception that cold emailing is never okay. And I will say from my perspective and experience, cold emailing is okay if you are doing it with a good intention. Now, does someone want to read a bunch of, you know, a really long email template that, you know, I can't tell you the amount of times that I get an email that says our Instagram handle is at social savvy HQ. It says, hi, social savvy HQ. And I think to myself, well, I know that my name is no longer in the bio as we've expanded, but I think there's numerous posts that talk about myself. Um, they could even just say, hi, social savvy. That would be okay. I wouldn't be mad about that. They could say, hi, team. They could say anything at all, but hi, and then the handle name. At least they remove the at sign, but it's still like all together as a username. So kind of doesn't work. But having that sort of, you know, cold DM or cold email come in my inbox, I never read it because I always think to myself that they are sending this to hundreds and hundreds of people. And I get it. Sometimes it's all about the numbers game, right? The more people that you can reach and have conversations with, the more likely that you'll have new clients or you'll have people do market research for you. But when it comes down to just wanting to know things and do the market research, it's a great way to just reach out, reach out in a nice DM and just say, hey, do you mind? Don't send them right away. Just say, hey, do you mind if I ask a few questions? I am, you know, updating my services. I really want to work with your industry. I don't have experience with it. But if you don't mind giving up like five minutes of your busy day to answer a few questions, it'll really help me. Posing different things like that. People are really, really good at their core and they will always help if it's just asked in a way and just being being considerate of their time and just of them as a business owner, as you know, as a brand. So definitely feel free to conduct research if you feel like you don't have these people in your audience, especially if you're just starting out or even if you are a seasoned social media manager and you're wanting to kind of update things like that. Um, I think it's also a really good thing to say, just kind of beyond that when it comes to cold emailing and, and cold pitching. I know we're we're not really talking about cold pitching in this challenge, um, but I, I want to give the same exact advice on doing the cold market research when it comes to cold pitching. You can absolutely do it. And I can say, um, I'm trying to think, I have hired a contractor off of it before. Um, oh, I was, it just came up to me. Um, it's been a really long time. Um, but when Instagram stories like merge with Giphy and you could add the GIFs onto stories, I had someone reach out to me and just say that they were an illustrator and they could create like X number amount of custom gifts for the social savvy brand. And they actually took the time to go through our Instagram content, go through our website. I hope they didn't spend too much time doing that because I know research can definitely take a lot of time. But they brought up a couple of different things that would work really, really well for the social savvy brand. Um, I think one of them, if you guys know me or don't know me, I only drink iced coffee. I can drink hot coffee. So she made a cute little mock-up of that. So I have hired someone off of a cold pitch because it was really personal. They took the time to do it. And I just really appreciate that. I value anyone who can give up their time. So I get something in return of that. Um, so I hired her. Just 
right then. We didn't even do a discovery call because it was really straightforward. I was getting X amount of gifts for this deliverable. So it just made sense. It's, it's what I, it's, it's, it's not necessarily what I needed, but I knew it would be awesome. And it was really amazing to have as part of our brand. Um, so it was a really fun thing. So cold pitches do work just when done well. Just do do a little bit of research, figure out who those people are. Um, even if you're pitching your services, figure out what they need. Just kind of go about it, figure out what they need, write a personal email, and just try to bridge a connection. I truly do think, though, that with social media management services, that we should do the call. We should do a discovery call with someone. It shouldn't just be over email. Um, that way we can make the connection. With social media management clients, we work with them long term. We work with them month to month. So it's really just helpful to have that connection with them from the start. Um, so cold emails can work just when done correctly. So I know that's really off topic. I know that does relate to getting clients. So I'm going to say that I am super on topic, but I'm going to keep moving forward because I do want to leave some time at the end if we uh, do have any questions in the chat for a little Q&A. Um, so the next part of figuring out your ideal dream clients like pain points is to identify the solution. We can know the pain points all day long. We don't want to market those. We want to market the solution. And in all honesty, when your service offers the solution to your ideal clients, pain point, problem, what they're dealing with, marketing your business, on Instagram, on LinkedIn, on TikTok, on any platform that you're on and selling on those discovery calls is so much easier because you're just serving. You can bridge the connection of this is what you're dealing with. This is what you're struggling with. This is the solution. You know, you don't have the time to do X, Y, Z, but you know that there's a return on social media marketing. Here's what, you know, the package offers and why it's so beneficial for that. So really bridging that gap between pain point and solution. The best way and the best acronym for that is what's in it for them. This is something that is constantly going through my head, even when I'm in content creation mode for clients and I'm writing as their point of view in their brand and I'm thinking about their clients or customers who I don't know, I'm not having those conversations with. But when I think about it in terms of what's in it for them to hire our client, to work with our client, that's when I can really figure that out. So really tie that into any of the like marketing that you're doing, any of the messaging, and especially on discovery calls. It's always a really, really good thing to have a conversation, to listen to serve and figure out what's in it for them and let them know that is that is the true answer of what clients want to know on the call. They don't want to know and they don't need to be told that, um, well, especially now, you know, you can pay for it. They don't want to know that they'll be verified on Instagram. You know, they don't need to know that they're they don't need all these big promises. They just need to know that the small problems that they have are going to be fixed. You know, they're no longer going to have to deal with figuring out how TikTok works. They're no longer going to have to deal with creating content. So anything that you're doing in your service, I guarantee, and I almost 99.9% .9 promise, they are going to be more than happy to outsource. It's just finding the middle ground of what's in it for them to where they can see the value. 
Because a lot of times, and especially when you're working with clients and you might get to a point, and I hope, I hope you do, you get to the point where you want to grow. Maybe you want to grow in the revenue you're making. You still want to stay a solo entrepreneur, solopreneur. So you want to raise your prices with the client. Um, or maybe you want to hire a team. Maybe you want to scale into an agency model. Um, if that's kind of the vision for your social media management business, but it comes down to when you have to make those decisions to raise your prices or do that um, or work with higher end clients. It's just figuring out what's in it for the client and why they need to hire you over anyone else um, is, is really the only thing. And again, day one, when we talked about everything that's part of your magnetic brand, what's your unique positioning? That's That's the answer. That's what it is. So now that we, you know, we know the pain points, we know the desires, like what our clients want, we can write to, we can write to these. Um, So like I said, have those conversations, get an Instagram DMs, um, email people who fit your ideal client. Um, Just ask, even if you know someone who um, maybe works with your ideal client industry. So for example, one of the best ways also to kind of create a great referral system for your business is to connect with other service providers who serve your dream client. So one thing that is a great way to have a connection with is people who do branding, brand strategists, brand designers. That's a great way for people who are, maybe they're not starting their business, they could be rebranding, but they'll hire them. Then they'll hire the website designer if that person doesn't do both services. And then now what do they do? They have a beautiful brand. They have an amazing website. They probably have invested thousands and thousands of dollars in, um, in one or the other or both. So what do they do? They need marketing. So it's a great way to make those connections with those like-minded entrepreneurs to have that referral system, but to also ask, see what they're doing, see how they're marketing, see what struggles or pain points or desires they know from the dream clients that you want to work with. Now, one thing that I love to do, and it's actually a system I've just implemented in my business. And again, a system, just anything that you do repeatedly, just have a process for how you do it moving forward. So that way, you know, always how to do something. And then two, if you ever do expand into having a VA or an assistant or a team or an agency, more people can do that system for you is every time I'm having a conversation with a potential client. Um, who fits in that dream client avatar that we want to work with, I take screenshots of what they say. I screenshot the email. I screenshot the DM. I've honestly gotten into a habit of screenshotting or saving um, a lot of client conversations because a lot of times they are really great for market research, but they are also really great for testimonials. So I like to have a really good bank of both. So that way, when I am Maybe I'm marketing a service or I'm marketing a new service or I need to do something to um, I need to add more to the website or anything like that. I have a bank that I can go pull from to just gradually keep adding on to that. So again, those are the words that you can use in your marketing, that you can use in your messaging. That's super, super important. Um, So if you guys have any, any questions, feel free to drop them in the chat. Um, But before we close up, you've probably heard this if you've been live every single day. um, And it's also on the all access page. But our Social Savvy Collective Mentorship is always open. So I 
don't want to create any false urgency that doesn't need to be there. It's always open um, for a membership rate of 57 per month. But since you're a part of the challenge or you're watching the replay, honestly, if you just registered, if you gave your email, then you can access it for $20 a month. Um, and then, of course, that can be canceled at any time. But every month we update the portal with new masterclasses. We do weekly 60-minute group coaching calls, and it's hot seat coaching. So we're on Zoom, but we're chatting back and forth. You're unmuted. We're putting your business, your question, your problem in the forefront, and we're solving it in terms of what we can do. We also have a resource vault, Facebook community, and we update every month on the first with new content that's needed from our members in terms of templates, masterclasses. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of Hashtag Managed. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. That helps others find the show, and we greatly appreciate it. Come back next week for another new episode of Hashtag Managed. We'll see you then.